Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. And welcome to episode 150 of Geek Town Radio. We're back this week with... Russ! <laughs> Hi Dave, how's it going? All right, how are you? Yeah, really good, thanks. Really good, you? Yeah, yeah, not too bad. Not too bad at all. So what have you been up to? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I, I haven't had a, a bad week, uh, really, in terms of stuff. Um, there's a bunch of stuff on here that I, I, we've already talked about and I, I didn't uh, didn't get around to till recently. Um, so, uh, first of all, Brooklyn Nine-Nine came back uh, on yes. E4. Yes. Um, and it's the first couple went out on Thursday, I think. And they're, I mean, it's still really good. Yeah. Um, so, if, I mean, if you've never checked it out, you should check it out. Of course, it's all on Netflix, so it's not going anywhere. Well, I mean, yeah. interestingly, it's not going anywhere, although it is, it, the, the renewal is, is looking a little shaky at the moment, oh. interestingly. So, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, I mean, you know, I, it seems very popular for, for, maybe its ratings are, are just low. Maybe it has a small but dedicated following. It's one of those maybe. shows. So, so we'll see, but, wow. uh, yeah. I'd be ashamed to, to list that. Happy to count myself amongst them. Um, <laughs> uh, la- I think last time I was on, uh, we talked about Queer Eye for the Straight Guy, um, which has come back. I think it's just Queer Eye now uh, on Netflix. Yeah, yeah, uh, possibly. And we talked about we talked about how I, I sort of vaguely remembered it, but no idea what it was. Yes, maybe I can't remember, but uh, yeah. So how how's the show? Really good, really really good. Um, it's sort of uh, so it's like it's like a, a, a it's so many things. <laughs> um, my my wife and I watch a lot of sort of uh, cooking programs and my mom watches a lot of like house programs and it marries a lot of those different things really well together so there's uh five guys i think maybe four guys five guys one who and they, they they go to people who are sort of you know they're in a bad place or whatever and they encourage them to make better choices and feel a bit more self-confident and that you know yeah. is good generally speaking is good yeah. so there's uh, a guy for clothes that teaches them how to sort of dress a bit nicer um a guy for their house so it'll, they'll make over their house or, or their living room or whatever um there is a guy for grooming so things like a uh, hair and stuff like that uh, there's a guy for food and there's a guy for culture 
so every week you get in, there's some style things and some fashion things. There's also some things to do with your house. There's also some cooking things. So I think every episode's, you know, there's a lot in there. And yeah, they're really good stories as well. And they're really friendly. The five guys are really, really um, friendly and charismatic. And uh, yeah, it's great. It's really great. Yeah, yeah. It's a decent couple watching show that, I would say. 100%, yes. yeah yeah i i haven't checked it out yet there's just been too much other things going on so uh but i i will try and fit that in somewhere because it- yeah, it's, it, it's nice to have them talking to to um men as well because so often with shows like this it tends to be sort of female focused and that's um that's fine but i get i get sick of, of watching people talk to women about their clothes <laughs> because uh, you know yeah. i've already got all my heels dave i don't need any <laughs> so yeah it's nice to have that from a different perspective yeah and you look so good in them too so they're <laughs> <laughs> taller it's the whole thing and the other thing uh speaking of wow i have spent a lot of time with my wife this week maybe we shouldn't um we uh we we don't play many video games together because she's not um that crazy into video games the one video game she really likes is all the telltale games she really yeah. likes all the telltale games and we discovered this week that actually we were too behind on telltale batman ah uh, Yes. So Telltale Batman is in season two. I think the last episode comes out on the 27th of March. Um, right. So it's it's a good time to get in because you're going to build up that suspense and you've still got a little while. And uh, one of the reasons I bring this up is not only is it a really good Telltale game, which they're great games anyway, but um, I think just at the end of last year, Telltale lost like 25% of their team or something like that. Oh, wow. Um, so it's a, it's a, you know, it's a, a good um, thing to support. And they're, you know, they're so unique in the way they tell the stories and this being a batman game the choices you make and the decisions you could they give you aren't small anymore they're sort of big things that let's just say that it's definitely not canon because if it were <laughs> things would be very different yes. um, but there's, some, there's some really big decisions especially they've, they've teased some for the last episode there's some really big decisions and uh yeah it's, it's it's just it's really great so i'd encourage any any comic fan any batman fan to just give them a playthrough because they're really good yeah yeah i've i played the first one although i don't know whether i ever actually got to the end of it because i was waiting for episodes to come out and got distracted by other things and i haven't played any of the second season yet so i will i will get back into those they're ones that i need to go back to but uh yeah because i am a huge batman fan as well and i love those telltale games so i, I really need to go back and play them i'd love like a spider-man i was waiting for telltale spider-man would be uh would be yeah terrific. that'd be good finally another program uh my wife was halfway through and then i sort of jumped on and uh, i'm crazy about now it's called um crazy ex-girlfriend i don't yes. know if you've ever talked about this dave uh, we, um, we have probably not for a while i've watched a few episodes of it it is bonkers and funny and it uh, it's really yeah. fun i think if i think i actually think if you like nine nine it's the sort of thing you'd be into because it's kind of wacky and you know yeah um, there's a lot of musical numbers and they're all excellent so if you like i guess you're sort of funny clever musicals i think there's something in there for you as well it's uh comedy but it's also drama it's basically this woman who moves to california to pursue her ex-boyfriend because she thinks this is going to fix her life yeah Yeah. um and she just makes terrible decisions and it's terrible decision (laughs) after terrible decision but it's really good it's really watchable is the thing um and the songs are excellent really cleverly done yeah it's great yeah it's it's another one i started watching and thought this is really good and then other things got in the way and uh, there's just too much good tv out there at the moment and uh, yes this is one that's on netflix so i don't think it's going anywhere right now so so, uh, i think there might be four seasons um and uh yeah so and they're all on there 
uh, we're, we're sort of uh, midway through season two right now and uh, it's going really well they're about 13 episodes um 45 minutes ish per episode yeah yeah now, really I, good. I might i might go back to that that might end up being a summer watch that when everything's does, calmed down a bit it does feel summery yeah yeah, um, so maybe maybe I'll wait until the summer and and uh, store them up and do it for then. So uh, yeah, there's yeah. just too many things on at the moment. Oh, definitely. Yeah, I see you've been watching some things on your list, Dave. I can see here. Um, I didn't even know who'd come back. So tell me a bit about what you've been uh, up to. Yeah, well, DC shows. I've obviously they're all back right now. So uh, I'm I'm watching those. I'm still loving Legends. Uh, I, I love the fact like they did a, a sort of bottle episode this week, which was all set on the ship, um, and. Uh, had one of the characters stuck in a stuck in a time loop, yeah. uh, and it was it then was made. And the thing I love about it is, is they make kind of very self referential references. Like there is a couple of characters go, going, "Oh well, it only had to be a matter of time before we did one of these episodes." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and they they're sort of making that joke in there as well. So it's it's one of those things. I I just I think it, it's clever and it knows what its audience is. It knows what it's doing. It's so well written. I mean, I love the. Flash as well. Uh, Arrow's actually been quite good this season. Uh, we haven't had Supergirl back yet, but yeah, I mean th- those those three still. I adore Legends at, at top just because it's silly and fun, and you know he's kind of keeps moving, and I, I just re- really really excellent. Designated Survivor as well is back. Uh, Kiefer being the president and uh, not Jack Bauer for a change, and he <laughs> just he's he's great. Although there was a cameo in this week from his I, I don't know whether she's going to be a recurring character but from uh his wife from 24 was uh, was a oh, camera right. we, we uh, came in as a as a guest star this week so uh, i don't know whether she's going to show up again but i thought that was a nice little nod mm. uh, to to uh to 24 fans and uh riverdale's back as well which is the other Belanti show that isn't a dc one uh, <laughs> that's just great teen drama keeps on churning along it's doing really well uh, Jessica Jones is the big thing I've been binging through this week. Uh, that's back for its second season. It's really solid once again, even though it doesn't have the big villain. You know, it's not got David Tennant there as Kilgrave, uh, who was a huge draw in the first one and was so brilliant in that role. Uh, probably one of my favourite outside Kingpin. Yeah. You know, probably my favourite of those shows. So I really like the first season of Jessica Jones. The second season is a little bit different. It's it's a bit more of a slow burn. Um, but it's very compelling. You know, you want to go on and see where it's going. It definitely feels like, you know how they say a lot of these shows are sort of 10 hour movies. It does feel like that. I mean, you know, every episode sort of leads into the next one. Have you you finished it? No, I'm about halfway through. I haven't managed to get through through it all yet, but yeah, thoroughly enjoying that. I'm very intrigued to see where it goes. And so so uh, you haven't got to, um, about, about episode eight that they're coming, the time i think where you look at the most of those um shows and, and you just sort of go we could do without a bit of this <laughs> chop a bit of this out so you haven't got there yet no um, no i haven't i haven't got there yet i really like it 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 delves in quite a lot into jessica's past and sort of how okay. she got her powers it's something she as a character is very reluctant to do but sort of gets pushed into doing it uh, as yeah. part of a case so i i think that's been really interesting uh, is it the, worth a go if you didn't finish season one but you did watch the defenders 
Uh, yeah, I I mean I I like I say it's a very different sort of yeah. season this season. Uh it it's more of a kind of mystery I guess. Oh, this okay. Time I like mysteries. So yeah, I I think it's it's definitely worthwhile. Um I, she's sort of been outed as a superhero uh, mm. but she well, she's been outed as a super. The hero thing is debatable <laughs> because a lot of people know her as the super that killed a guy, you know, even the fact that it was Kilgrave and he was controlling everybody at the time. But, you sure. know, the, she she's known for being the person that ended up killing somebody. So that sort of has a very mixed reaction with the general populace of New York. So, um, yeah, I, I, I would say it's definitely worth watching. I mean, it's much more of a mystery thing. The music in it is fantastic. I think it's Sean Callahy that does the music in it is great. It's got that sort of of smoky detective blues noir. soundtrack to yeah that noir soundtrack to it and it's it's beautiful it's really really good right uh, so uh, that's worth watching sneaky pete is back for a second season which i put on my list because i meant to watch it last night and then didn't get around to it i didn't start to watching it uh, but yes i will be watching sneaky pete again because that is back for a second season i adored the first season of that it was show. A, did it end on a cliffhanger am i right in thinking that i can't remember i, I, I need feel to get like back. i really enjoyed it <laughs> yeah i i thoroughly enjoyed the first season i can't quite remember where it ended up but i i know he's the new season he's tried to get away from being pete yeah you know because pete is the identity that he stole to hide so he's trying to get away from being pete but gets sort of dragged back in when some guys turn up assuming he is pete and threaten the rest of the family so uh, so he sort of finds himself being dragged back into it plus as as this isn't a spoiler because it's in the trailer uh the it's seeming the real Pete has also escaped prison so oh. that's going to cause some interesting issues as well so um, I will definitely try and watch that that this week and uh, we'll catch up about that next week uh, the gaming wise the big thing has been Kingdom Come Deliverance which I'm I'm about 60 plus hours in at wow. this point I think I am coming to the end of it it's one of those games that you get to a point where you think oh well the, you know, this I think it's coming to an end now and then it doesn't it keeps on going <laughs> So yeah, but I have been thoroughly enjoying that. When it was released, it was a little buggy, to be fair. And the guys behind it have said, yeah, we could have done with a bit more time to tidy things up. But they have released a few patches since then. They've improved a few things. Uh, the entire game was done off the back of a Kickstarter. It was done by an independent studio. They're lovely guys as well, because I got to speak to them when we were at the PC Gamer Weekender. And uh, they're really, really nice guys. They've done a phenomenal job, considering, you know, because Kickstarter games, you always think as being these little sort of indie yeah. projects and this is a massive rpg i mean what, really what, huge what is it tell me what it is so uh, <laughs> yeah sorry if you haven't heard of it we have we have talked about it on previous shows but uh, oh. if you haven't heard of, of kingdom come deliverance set in sort of a medieval europe you are the son of a blacksmith seemingly a relative nobody and your village gets invaded. There's various sort of the king's been deposed and your lord is backing the king and your village gets invaded by these people that are sort of the enemies of the king and they basically burn it to the ground. You end up sort of then in the service directly of that lord and there is this conspiracy going on behind the scenes and you have to work out who are the people that have actually attacked you and who funding them 
and where they came from and and sort of all that goes with that as well as a million like little side quests and sure. you can go hunting and uh you know you it's all sort of like you say it's medieval sort of stuff so it's bows and arrows and uh the fighting's really well put together as well there's a l- quite technical stuff with the fighting of sort of making sure you've got the right directions and blocking and defending and stuff so right. it's, it's really really nicely done i mean i'm playing it on pc with mouse and keyboard i i i'm not sure how well i'd fare with it on a console on a console <laughs> controller but uh it's it's an excellent excellent game and well worth it if you've uh if you've not sorted out yet but that's kingdom come deliverance it's called i'm i hope they carry on and i sort of now they've they've got this as a starting point i would be really interested to see what they do for their next game and what they throw out and what they put in and you know because i think there's a lot of places they could go with this sort of setup i think they've got a really solid basis for a you know a series of games from this yeah are we talking like a like an elder scrolls type thing is that a sort of uh potentially yeah well yeah i mean although it's it's set in sort of sure. real world historical europe so there's no magic there's i mean there are potions and things but there's no like magic in there mm. so you've you're not like you know it's it's proper kind of medieval hitting people with swords to kill them stuff <laughs> you know i think it's it's quite an interesting because i don't i don't remember ever playing a medieval rpg in that sort of way you know yeah no I'm, me either i can't the closest i can think is either uh, you you're um your Elder Scrolls or, or like a, a Witcher or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's, there's Skyrim and Witcher, which is it's more in that sort of vein, but it's set yeah. in a re- it's it's far more grounded in a real world than that. And they give you bits of genuine history as well as you go through. Oh, wow. So it's it's That's kind good. of yeah, there's stuff about sort of you know what happened to certain kings and certain lords, and there's a whole appendage of like stuff relating to to the various different areas and a lot of the castles and things that are still around are genuinely modeled in the game as well so it's set in a particular area of kind of i think it's germany ish it's sort of that sort of area okay but uh but yeah it's really really nicely done as i say it it was a little bit buggy when it's launched they seem to have ironed out quite a lot of those but i think they've done a solid job with it that sounds really good. superb well worth playing particularly if you like those sort of yeah. hack and slash rpgs very very <laughs> good so that's all the stuff we've been doing this week next we've got some tv and film news <laughs> Lots of air date updates in the TV and film news this week. We've got one cancellation. The Librarians has been cancelled after four seasons, which uh, got a surprising amount of reaction when I posted this, particularly off the people on Facebook. Seems to have been quite a sort of beloved little show, that, yeah. which is a shame. But uh, yeah, that's that's got cancelled after four seasons, so that won't be back. Uh, apparently, it rounded off fairly well. So, you know, at least it didn't leave everything on a cliffhanger. But a lot of people seem to say, yeah, I'm not surprised. It, it's seem to have a small but dedicated audience yeah black mirror has got renewed for a fifth season which is no i am i am in shock <laughs> yeah, no great surprise really about that so that's back sky living has got has picked up ryan murphy's 911 which is this police procedural from ryan murphy which i'm quite intrigued to see we don't know when that's going to land yet i think it's soon ish 
but it yeah we've we've seen the stuff that's coming up for the next couple of months on sky it doesn't seem to be in the next couple of months but so it's probably going to be a may june series that if it's coming this side of the year you know but yeah i i want to see what that's like because ryan murphy makes great shows he's the person that did feud and american horror and american crime so uh yeah i'm, I'm really intrigued to see what that's going to be like house of cards also i think we might mention this week but just in last week but just in case we didn't house of cards is returning in the autumn after its various delays for obvious reasons uh so so that will be back in uh, the autumn now travelers which is an amazing series if you've not caught that it's on yeah, netflix I've heard uh, a lot of good things mainly from you yes yeah but i've seen a few other people going oh this is yeah that's great news that's got a third season renewal which i'm really happy about and um eric mccormack who is will in will and grace which is also brilliant i've been watching that this week will oh. and grace will and grace which has been playing on uh channel channel five i think over here. yeah i think so just superb it is still brilliantly funny that show but um it stars uh eric mccormack from will and grace he will be doing more will and grace and will be doing more travelers by the sounds of it so it looks like don't worry he's not gone from from travelers <laughs> because will of grace is back he's going to be doing both i think good doctor got a season two renewal which is again is no great shock that's a really solid medical drama if you've not watched that it's thoroughly good particularly if you like shows like house because it's from the guy that made house yeah. and it's very yeah. housey that show but, uh, <laughs> very housey. yeah but, but uh well worth uh going to watch if you like medical dramas seal team has got an air date this is the uh david baranis new series that's coming on sky one on the 22nd of march at 9 p.m that arrives luke cage season two they announced as well that's coming on the 22nd of june to netflix so um you like luke cage didn't you, you watched the first big one? fan yeah. big fan of luke cage yeah so uh, second season of that, there's a trailer for that up on the website as well. But uh, that's coming on the 22nd of June. So we now know when that's arriving, which means they'll probably sneak another one in before the end of the year, I would have thought. Yeah, I should th- because didn't um, wasn't uh, Punisher just before October, is that right? Yes. Or maybe, uh, maybe earlier it, than that, I don't it know. Was, it was a sort of October, it might have been, I don't know, October, November, something like that, but there was another one towards the end of the year. So it looks like they're going to be doing sort of one early in the year, one middle of the year, and one at the end of the year. Isn't uh, I seem to recall, because um, of how the Defenders left, Daredevil's going to be the last of this because it, it'd be season three now so i suppose they'd do an iron fist maybe i think i'm not sure punisher. there is more punisher coming yeah. um i have a feeling daredevil was the next one to be filmed so it may be daredevil next actually but i'm not don't quote me on that i'm not entirely sure I mean, look, but <laughs> i want to see more daredevil as much as the next man dave <laughs> yeah yeah there will be another one whichever one that happens to be i'm not <laughs> entirely sure which one it's going to be but uh interestingly there was some news this week about uh there they were talking about the possibility of Defenders season two, and that actually hasn't been confirmed yet. Oh. Uh, they may or may not be doing another Defenders series. I mean, it took them long enough to get to the first one, in all honesty, because <laughs> they kept on shoving other seasons in the way. So they may or may not be doing another Defenders series. They actually haven't said anything to the actors. I mean, they seem to be up for it but it's not on the cards right now so maybe we're transitioning into netflix movies now yeah maybe i don't know i mean that would make sense as well have a sort of two hours of a of a sort of netflix defenders movie because i mean why not what what are you gonna lose there 
Yeah, exactly. So, you know, maybe another series, but maybe, maybe, a, I mean, a movie would be great as well. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. And also the Gina Torres Suits spin-off series, that has been picked up as well, which we've talked about a few times before. This yeah. is following Jessica Pearson. It's going to be following her to Chicago because she left the main series due to needing to be back in LA for various personal reasons. So uh, she's back there now. So I'm assuming the new series is probably mainly going to be shot in LA rather than New York, which is where they shoot the main series. So um, we'll see what happens with that but uh yeah, yeah. she's now got her own spin-off which yeah i feel like i feel like we've definitely talked about it a lot yeah yeah so uh that but that's actually officially been picked up to series yeah. now so i'm very happy about that on to bigger news john favreau is going to write and produce a live action star wars series which i i think is great news i mean john favreau uh, He's, well, I mean, if you don't know him, he's an actor and uh, plays Happy in the Avengers movies, as well as having been in various other things. But uh, behind the camera, which is what he's obviously taking this on for, he's the guy that basically kicked off the Avengers franchise by creating Iron Man and making it such a huge success. So uh, Iron Man, Iron Man 2. He also did The Jungle Book, which is a really good adaptation of the jungle yeah, he's book. doing the the lion king as well isn't he maybe yeah. next year i think yeah lion king i think is the next thing that he has out um yes oh there you go yeah set yeah. for release in 2019 yeah so that's coming next year uh so there's that's going to be uh, in quotes live action but obviously not live action because it's going to have <laughs> it's going to have singing animals in it so you know uh it'll it'll be done in the same style that the jungle book was done so it'll I'm be that sure it'll be cgi that. i'm not sure if i know that he's written or produced tv before i mean he might have done but um i think he's he's produced tv before i'm fairly sure he's had production credits on tv shows i couldn't tell you which ones but i'm fairly sure he has been in the star wars universe before though he's uh as as an actor he's done voiceover work for the clone wars previously oh. and he's also in uh solo a star wars story as well in the uh, upcoming movie so he he will be in that so it's and obviously he's a huge fan i mean he said if you told me at 11 years old i'd be getting to tell stories in the star wars universe i wouldn't have believed you so uh, i can't wait to embark on this exciting adventure was the quote from him but uh you know obviously like all of us he's a huge star wars fan we don't know what this show's going to be yet we don't know any more about it it could be a bounty hunter series it could be something that follows more rebels although i think they've done that quite a lot it would be interesting to see something stepped away from that could be based around the around the old republic which has been one possible idea that's been kicked around because that way you can mess around with a lot of jedi and a lot yeah. of sith so that would be useful could be a music show called jamming with jabba <laughs> <laughs> that'd be great I'd enjoy that culinary masterclass cooking with Kylo I don't know uh, excellent so we'll see we'll see I, I I mean who knows it could be anything it's uh, going to be on the Disney this really needs a name streaming service which uh, <laughs> still hasn't been why they don't come up with a name for that I don't know so uh, the streaming service which is due to land at the end of 2019 probably won't come out over here until 2020 so there is a bit of a wait before we get yeah. to see this i mean i would like them to launch it worldwide at the same time you know that would be good but that'd be they, good wouldn't it but they have said that the streaming service is probably going to launch in the u.s first and then worldwide yeah. later on and it's going to be end of 2019 which means it's probably going to be 2020 before it launches over here but hopefully it'll be early 2020 particularly yeah. if there's a star wars series involved otherwise that is going to get pirated to death before it gets anywhere so <laughs> 
We'll, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, did you see uh, in in a recent episode of Rebels? I don't think it's one that aired here. I think it's one that's aired in other countries. They had um, some time travel in Star Wars. Did you see that? Oh no, no, I haven't. No, it's a pretty big story. So the main, I, I think he's the main guy in in um, Rebels. Um, he he. He enters, this is spoilers for Rebels, <laughs> he enters some sort of cross-dimensional thing where he sees and hears various things from the prequels and the um, yeah. trilogy, which of course is after Rebels. And I think he actually interacts with something that's happened previously. So time travel confirms Star Wars, do whatever you want with that now. Yeah, well, that that's kind of it. I wonder if that's the next episode coming up because the, uh, the previous episode had the lead character walk through a portal so and in, ah, a, in a Jedi temple so I'm sorry for spoilers <laughs> so so that may be yes spoilers there that may be the episode coming up next but I mean it doesn't really give an awful lot away that wouldn't be already given away I guess in a preview snippet you know yeah so but well, how um, about that but a time travel in your Star Wars yeah yeah that that would be uh that that'll be kind of interesting I mean I would like to see an Old Republic series because I think it would give you a whole new bunch of, of Jedi and Sith at the height mm. of both their powers would be yeah, quite people interesting. Yeah, the, the lightsaber battles, don't they? That's what I say. That's the stuff. Yeah, I mean, you could make it sort of something dark and gritty, but I, I think setting it in the existing timeline, it would be good if you could get away from that and do something a little different you get a you lot know. more freedom then don't you not tied yeah, exactly to exactly there are well i mean there are events which are established sort of in the canon as having happened i think because i think a lot of the old republic stuff is is sort of established canon but it gives you the opportunity to expand that quite a lot which i think yeah. would be quite interesting and it, and it's far enough away that you're not messing around with the current movies or that well i mean it'll be post the last movie anyway won't it so uh well certainly the last movie of the Star Wars off the um, Skywalker line yeah. as far as we can tell we don't know exactly what they're going to do I mean there will be more Star Wars movies we don't know what they're going to do post J.J. Abrams movie next year so it's interesting I, I do like the idea of it and more Star Wars I'm always up for I was so. just about to say Dave more Star Wars what, 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 what more could there be yeah exactly moving on from that we've got uh, the BBC and US Network FX are developing a uh, new comedy from Martin Freeman the uh, Hobbit turned <laughs> turned Sherlock psychic, and it's called Breeders apparently. So, I mean, Martin Friedman, of course, no stranger to comedy, started off in the office. So uh, I think this looks quite interesting. It's apparently developed by him. We don't know much about it other than it's about parenting. So we don't know a lot more about it than that. He did say in an interview last year that he's got a comedy thing in the pipeline that he was helping to create. Uh, It was based on a dream he had, apparently. (laughs) Martin Friedman, I would watch him pretty much anything. I think he's an incredibly likable guy to watch. What's quite interesting interesting is the other people behind this because he did say i've got a very good writer and good director who we're hammering it out at the moment when he was quoted last year turns out that writer is simon blackwell who wrote on veep Peep Show uh, created back the Mitchell and Webb series that was on Channel 4 earlier, uh, late last year. And the director is Ben Palmer, who shot the Inbetweeners and shot back as well for Channel wow. 4. That so, is uh, quite a heavy... Uh 
you know, yeah, I mean, they are fairly heavy hitters in terms of writing and directing. So, I mean, that's not bad. The rest of the cast outside Martin Freeman is also uh, Michael Gambon, who, of course, was Albus Dumbledore in Harry Potter, amongst many other things, but that's what everybody knows him as now. And uh, the wonderfully brilliant Daisy Haggard, who was in episodes and uh, was also played the sister in Uncle as well. Yeah. And she's hilarious and just wonderful. So I'm really happy to see her in it. Uh, she's comedy gold. So <laughs> I, I think that would be absolutely great. It's a comedy. It's about parenting. We don't know anything more about it than that. But given the people behind it and the people involved, I think that is definitely going to be one to watch out for. It's actually only a pilot right now. We're waiting to hear whether the BBC and FX are going to pick it up. But uh, it's it's going to be, I don't know, I don't know whether it's going to be set in the UK or whether it's going to be set in the US. I imagine with that cast, it's probably going to be set in the UK. But yeah. then Episodes was very transatlantic and Daisy Haggard was in both. And Michael Gambon's, well, Michael Gambon, he's a film star yeah. and a... He can pretty much do whatever he likes. And, you know, so I don't know. It could be set either side of the Atlantic, could be over here. Who knows? And the last news story we've got is a there is potentially a new Vampire Diaries slash Originals spin off in the works. Now, have you watched any of these? I haven't watched either of these, but I'm told a friend of mine really likes the originals and tells me it's really good. Yeah, I mean, I I do really like both of these shows. I mean, they are very much teen dramas, but they're very well written teen dramas. Klaus, who is the uh, lead character in the originals, is British and wonderfully snarky. Uh, He's a fantastic actor. It's, It's just very well cast you know julie pleck who is the creator of them uh she's the person that's development with this spin-off it is only in development at the moment so it's not guaranteed it's going to go ahead but the idea is that it will center around hope michelson who is the daughter of klaus and Haley. i mean last time we saw her in the show she was a relatively small child but um much as they did with the vampire diaries the originals is going to have a time jump because the vampire diaries i think in the last season had quite a big chance jump in it right the originals is also going to do the same thing so potentially uh the because season five of the originals hasn't started yet it airs later this year and uh, i mean god knows when we'll get it but it's, <laughs> it, it airs in the u.s later this year the story will follow hope and uh she's going to be joined by matt davis who played alaric in vampire diaries and the originals who's one of the the main characters out of those shows or one of the actually sort of one of the side characters actually out of those shows but he's been around quite a while so it's gonna they're gonna be two of of the main cast the girl that's playing hope is danielle rose russell she's actually going to be playing hope in this upcoming season of the originals so that's where the time jump comes in so she's gone from being like a sort of little girl to being a sort of teen adult a person yes an older person uh so she's going to play it first in the originals and then if the spin-off happens she'll be playing it in that as well the other cast that they've put together i apologize for this if the name's wrong but uh area shaza gumandi i'm guessing Shagasemi? Shagasemi? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, who knows? <laughs> but uh, he's going to be playing a character called Landon, who is uh, due to also appear in the fi- in this final season of the original. He's Hope's best friend. Quincy Faust, who's been in the Goldbergs, is also going to be in it. And Kaylee Bryant, who was in Santa Clarita Diet. And Jenny Boyd as well. Their exact roles are being kept under wraps, but they're all relatively young. And it would seem that the show is going to be set 
likely in Mystic Falls around the Salvatore boarding school for the young and the gifted, which was set up by Alaric in, and uh, his wife, whose name escapes me, but uh, set up by those two. I think at the end of the last season four. So they've got, it's essentially, it's a school for people with like witches and vampires and werewolves and that sort of stuff. So I, you know, it's an interesting sort of different take. It's going to follow this kind of younger generation, which allows the older generation to kind of step in and do guest spots and that sort of thing without needing to be there all the time. Yeah, right. So yeah, that looks kind of interesting. I mean, they're sort of working on it at the moment. We don't know if it's going to land. It's still really is a pitch right now it's likely to come into the 2018-2019 season if they do pick it up which means the earliest you're going to get it is autumn this year but it's it quite possible it may bleed into next year so where it basically the the season runs from kind of may to may so it's it will be either autumn or some point early next year yeah so yeah i i'm quite excited for that because i i really like the other two shows i think that could be quite good and you know more vampires on tv <laughs> That's yeah what and they seem very popular so i imagine um you know why wouldn't they pick it up you know yeah yeah i mean uh, hopefully they've managed to nail down what they're kind of doing with it and mm. uh, and it's very different to the other things you know it's it, uh, it's almost a sort of reset because they when we first started they were all in school right so, so yeah, we're sort of going back there yeah and i mean it's they were all in normal school and then discovered vampires are real whereas this is is more with them all in you know a school for these gifted kids so it's sort of a reset but it's it's kind of a you know different take on it which i this is kind of interesting set in the same universe so where so yeah i'm i'm quite looking forward to that i hope it, it all comes together for them so that's all the news we have for this week next up we have the interview it's that time of the year your vacation is coming up You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. The interview this week is with the composer Jake Monaco. We've actually spoken to Jake before, but last time we did it, I don't think we used it on the podcast. It, we actually went up as a video interview. Uh, and he has this this wonderful, weird collection of instruments. So it's well worth going to watch that if you haven't seen it. It's uh, up on the YouTube channel, which is uh, youtube.com forward slash geek town if you want to go and have a look at the previous interview we did with him. But um, he's a lovely, lovely guy and uh, has his musical fingerprints on a, on a bunch of like huge scores because he worked on uh, Frozen, he worked on the Hangover trilogy, he's worked on the Muppets. So he wasn't the main composer on those, but he was. He had quite a lot of involvement in the additional music for those things. He worked with Christopher Beck on those. Uh, as a composer in his own right, though, he does quite a lot of kids' stuff. So he's done films as well. He does movies like Let's Be Cops, but his main thing over the last few years has been scoring things like uh, the Netflix family series, which is called Dino Truck. Uh, 
Chase, uh, which if you haven't been to watch it and you've got kids, is brilliant. It's dinosaurs mixed with trucks. I mean, right. <laughs> what, what more do you want? It's superb. <laughs> it's great for young kids. Absolutely fantastic. And then for even younger kids, there's a show on Amazon called The Stinky and Dirty Show, which is about two trucks that carry trash around. So uh, that's really cool as well. That's It's a great little show. Uh, he also worked on the Warner Brothers animation B called Scooby-Doo. So he's had he's had a plague around with Scooby-Doo recently as well, which is great. He's a lovely, lovely guy. Had a really fun little interview with him. It's about 15, 20 minutes long. So uh, here's the interview with Jake. We'll see you afterwards with some highlights for next week on TV. Hi, Jake. Hi. It's nice to talk to you again. We we spoke in September, I think it was, September 2016 it was last time we talked. About a year and a half. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so it's been about a year and a half. How are things? How's life been since uh, we last spoke? Uh, life has been great. Very busy, and which has also been great. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, just at the tail end of another project right now. And then um, in a couple of weeks, freedom will set in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got quite a lot on at the moment. Uh, so the main things you've been doing recently, uh, are you've got a lot of kids TV shows. You seem yeah. to have a, having a small child in your life, I think, has inspired you to do TV shows. You know, I love it. It's like it, I would so much. <laughs> I love being able to walk in and work on fun animations or comedy or just light things. And it just it keeps keeps life from being too heavy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was actually watching a little bit of Dino Tricks because I don't have children, so uh, <laughs> I have no reason to watch any of these shows. <laughs> so um, I was watching a little bit of Dino Tricks before you came on. I mean, that's what a fun show that is. Oh man, I you know it was uh, two weeks ago. About I think two yeah two weeks today actually. Um, we delivered our final and seventy eighth and final episode. Wow. So wow. Uh, I think I think they've only released maybe 58 or 59 at this point so there's there's a bunch more to come over the next year or so but i have uh i'm officially done which is a little bit sad after three and a half years i have to say <laughs> <laughs> yeah well i guess the fact that it's on netflix that's the thing with kids shows whenever you do them it's like kids tv that i remember from my youth where you think there were hundreds of them and it turns out there were 12 episodes on repeat <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> so uh you know that, that's that's plenty i think 70 something on episodes i think is plenty for for a kids tv show <laughs> Funny. yeah i mean uh so yeah dino truck stinky and dirty show on amazon and be cool scooby-doo as well was the other thing yeah be cool wrapped up uh oh man it must have been about eight months ago at this point um and then again they were just kind of slowly trickling out the episodes for season two which i think most wound up on the boomerang app you could watch there and then some some, some wound up on tv but yeah um <laughs> how did dino trucks come to you usually dreamworks uh dreamworks has a partnership with netflix where they, they do a lot of these animated shows yeah. um, and they have a ton more in the works at this point. But typically uh, DreamWorks animated television will send out a briefing um, to some of the agencies, the, the film musicians agencies, and uh, then they'll ask for uh, for demo reels back. And from there, you know, I would submit a, a, a reel with like maybe, you know, 11, 12 tracks on it or something. And then might get a call to be narrowed down to the top three people. And then we get called in, we have meetings, um, and then we'll look at a couple of scenes 
And then we're asked to score those scenes just so that they can kind of get a, you know, a spec demo of what our take on their opinion is um, or the information that they've given us and our take on the music. And so I did that and um, I was lucky enough to be the one that was chosen. And honestly, that entire crew over there was just such a pleasure to work with. And it, it really was great over the over the entire three and a half years. Uh, we all we all had a great time and we're all really, really proud of of the outcome. The advantage, of course, of doing kids shows these days is you you do have a three and a half year old. So you've sort of got a built in test audience. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, he, he loves stinky and dirty at this point. He gets really into it, which is a lot of fun just to see his face light light up um, and get very excited. Um, he's not quite old enough for Dino Trucks yet. Um, he right. knows all the characters, but haven't sat down and actually watched uh, more than an episode with him on that one. <laughs> I mean, when you're writing for things like Stinky and Dirty, is it a case of does he know that, that you do the music? Of Has he made that sort of connection? Does he... Do you play things too? I don't think he's made that connection yet. He loves coming into the studio and he loves playing the drums and any other percussion instrument or guitars. And we play music together all the time. And then he watches it. And I don't think the connection has actually been made. <laughs> <laughs> but I suppose if he if he likes if he likes the music on it and you play him something, you know, you know, you've done the good job with it, I guess. <laughs> hey, when I see his face light up, then it's it's all worth it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, um, let's sort of start with a bit more of Dino Tricks, I guess. So um, how do you start approaching the music for, for that show? Oddly enough, like it's one of the only projects that I've been involved with that doesn't get sent to me with any sort of temp music in it. So no music has been placed in the entire thing. Um, it's, you know, it's 20, 23 minutes an episode and it's really just a completely blank slate for me, which is, which is exciting. I mean, opening it up and then watching it and just getting ideas and it's like, okay, now we have a new character or a new idea or something that's very, you know, episode specific. What can I do that's different for this specific episode while still making it sound like the world that they exist in? Mm. So typically I'll start that episode with whatever piece of music or whatever chunk, you know, two to three minute chunk that has the new character or the new problem that they're that they're facing that needs its own sound or, you know, sonic theme or anything like that. And then from there, um, I start to incorporate that throughout the course of the rest of the episode while then kind of tying everything together to uh, to the other ones. So you you talk about sort of new characters. Are you creating themes for for each individual character in that show? Every time there's a new character that's introduced, whether it's a character that's only there for one episode or whether it's a recurring role, I guess we, we call it. <laughs> um, no, they, they, have, they either have their own theme or they have their own sonic identity. Right. So, you know, whether that's... Um, something that might be combined with the uh, the PVC pipe um, and like the tubes and stuff like that that are part of the score. Or, you know, maybe that is a very specific instrument that I'll pull out just for that character. So again, it's sonically identifiable. When we see them on screen, you know, they have their own little thing that's like, it's theirs. Yeah. You mentioned PVC pipes there. As I know from having spoken to you last time, you have do have quite a large collection of wonderful, <laughs> weird instruments and stuff. Was there anything specific you found for, for dino drugs with the pipes one of those things so when i first got the briefing um they had mentioned uh stomp and blue man group and so like that kind of very percussive type of sound and the first thing that i went and grabbed um i actually had some of these things called uh boom whackers which are just plastic tubes that are cut to a very specific length 
that each produce a specific pitch yeah. and different ways of playing them, whether you're playing them on a rug or on a hard table or hitting them against each other, or, you know, you're kind of cupping the top of, uh, of one of them. So you can kind of bend the pitch a little bit, you know, being able to do anything with those, those types of sounds and then any sort of found percussion as well, um, you know, to kind of embrace the stomp side of it. So whether that's banging on a file cabinet to get kind of a large metallic <laughs> hit or, uh, I basically hit everything in the house or <laughs> make some sort of sound. <laughs> Again, three and a half year old comes in quite useful with, with that. So with Stinky and Dirty, what's the sort of approach with that? Um, there is the same element of the kind of found percussion. The, char- the main characters, Stinky and Dirty, um, often use use trash of some nature to try to solve a problem. Mm. So the first thing that I thought of was, well, what kind of music can I make with trash? (laughs) So I actually found a guy that made um, custom like cigar box ukuleles and he then made me a uh, a, a hubcap banjo. So a banjo, but like the actual side yeah. is, a, is a hubcap. And while each of these are able to be played very similarly to a guitar or whatever instrument they're based off of, they just give a slightly different sound to them, um, which again kind of gives a you know unique sonic palette to the show. And instead of using you know a normal shaker where I would, then it's you know getting little brushes and hitting metal pots or something else that I've stolen from the kitchen <laughs> and you can't find. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's just, it's all about just finding, you know, unique sonic identity to, to these shows to really make them their own. You must drive your partner mental with like <laughs> stealing things from around the house. <laughs> uh, there, were, there was one episode of Dino Trucks that was, um, the character is called, um, his name is a, a shredded on. Right. And so my, my thought for that was, okay, well, what if I recorded a bunch of different scissors and then I can kind of piece it together as a ryth- rhythmic element and, you know, pick them all over the place and created a bunch of stuff but the next day I, I did get the where are all of the scissors in the house <laughs> i think i had four or five pairs out here in the studio from like the ones that you're supposed to you know, you keep in the kitchen to cut meat with or whatever to like you know the small like little safety scissors that are for our kid it's like pretty funny. <laughs> that's funny oh dear. so yeah you created kind of those sort of sounds for those shows but then you've got something like scooby-doo which i know you say it's a few years ago but something like scooby-doo when you come Coming to that, that's got quite a long history of of sound and music and and stuff within it already. Did you go back and look at the original versions and sort of take any inspiration from that, or was it completely new? I did. Even watching the original series from the late seventies, it's it felt very. There's, there's the jazz influence to it, and that was something that I actually I wanted to try to incorporate at least into certain you know in, into certain themes like the main mystery theme that occurs in every episode. And, you know, every episode also has this wrap up sequence where they, you know, Velma typically will explain how they solve the mystery or, you know, like why the person did what they did. And you can feel that the influence from from, the you know, like the jazz, the jazz side of things, but then also combined with, you know, more contemporary orchestral elements. Mm. Um, and then, you know, once we get into the bigger chase scenes those typically tend to stray a little bit more orchestral action um, and a little bit less of the jazz. But at the, at the core, there was definitely influence from the original series. And uh, <laughs> one thing they let us do for every single episode was the uh, the end credits, which you don't typically see on TV because you have something rolling over it. But um, we get to do a different version of the theme for every single end credits. And nice. it was off of 
whatever the new sound for that episode was. So, you know, if they were in like a technology based mystery, then it would be like, a, you know, very like techno version. Or if it was uh, something that was in a Southern Bayou, then it'd be a, you know, kind of like down home Southern boy version of the, uh, of the theme. Um, so it was probably my favorite Easter egg from the show. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. Did you get to do a, another version of the Scooby-Doo theme for that? The, like, is that the end credit theme or is that? Yeah, yeah exactly. That was, that was kind of like the, the, the main theme that was written that also um, translates to the, the mystery theme um, that kind of runs throughout the shows. But yeah, there's just like a 30 second version of that that gets rearranged for every single of every single episode. Nice, nice. <laughs> I mean, other, other stuff you've done, you've had some involvement with Disney and uh, working with Frozen. I noticed there was a Lego Frozen thing on your <laughs> IMDb as well, which is kind of interesting, <laughs> like a Lego a Lego Frozen short, which uh, yep. which is quite cool or mini series. How did you get involved with all that stuff? I when I was working with uh, Christoph Beck, who is the composer of, yeah. of Frozen, um, so I was very involved with with the score while working with him. And from there, a lot of other little elements were born um, out of the relationships that I had made through the course of the project. So I think one of the first things that happened, Disney Interactive was doing uh, the Frozen as told by emojis um, <laughs> episode. So they, they told the entire story of Frozen in less than four minutes using a little emoticons. And they needed they wanted something that sounded in the vein of the score of Frozen, which I was overly familiar with. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, but scoring a much more uh, high octane version of the film. So uh, that was one of the first things that that I had done that were that was Frozen related. Um, and from there, other little things had come along. And then Lego did a partnership to do this this miniseries, which in total is basically 23 minutes. You know, right. would be a typical a typical show. And the music executive over at Disney, Tom McDougall, um, recommended that I speak to them, and uh, we hit it off. And uh, from there, the Lego Frozen Northern Lights were born. <laughs> 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 you've uh, as, as along with that you've done uh some a couple of films and and things absolutely fabulous yes <laughs> i mean obviously absolutely fabulous is a huge huge british sitcom and uh so you ended up working on that how how on earth do you approach the music for something like that <laughs> there was another composer on the film for a little while and um everything was based out of the uk so i really had no idea like that the film was happening let alone what was going on with it mm. getting towards the end um some of the stuff wasn't working so I think they wanted a slightly more contemporary feel to it. Nothing at all related to what was in the show originally. And they brought a music editor on to uh, retemp the film. And a lot of the music that this that the music editor used was uh, was stuff that I had written. So as things progressed, you know, it was like, oh, we, we're liking this type of sound now. Like, let's get the the original version of that. Mm. So at that point is when I, I got a call to be brought on. And I think I had less than three weeks before the final time. So it was. Uh, it was straight to work and, you know, just being able to work with the, the the team over at Fox in Los Angeles and then having emails or Skype calls or whatever with the people over in UK, like Mandy, the director and I never met until the premiere in New York. <laughs> 
why we walked up to each other and we're like, ah, (laughs) embraced each other. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's that's quite a big thing to to end up on. And particularly, do you say three weeks to do that? Yeah. (laughs) Luckily, luckily there was only about 30 minutes of score, so it it wasn't too crazy. But yeah, no, it was it was it was a great process. And, um, you know, we we all ended up very, very happy. So (laughs) good. (laughs) So last couple of things that don't know whether we were doing this last time because we did last time we did this it was a video interview and this this version is going to go onto the podcast it's not going to go out as a video interview I get, so i can take my pants back off at this yeah, point, right? yeah 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 you're fine <laughs> <laughs> so um I, I don't know whether we were asking these when i did the interview last time but uh, at the end of every interview we always ask two questions so the first one is what tv shows are you watching at the moment uh still have not finished stranger things season two which i know i'm chastised for um <laughs> same with uh, the, the most recent american horror story i feel like get points where i can watch a couple episodes and then it's like a month in between where I can actually sit down and watch it again. Yeah. Um, other than that, uh, bouncing around a lot, um, enjoying The Good Doctor on ABC, which is good. Yes. Good um, very much enjoyed that so far. And then I will stick with Grey's Anatomy until the end, despite how much I am kind of over it at this point. I just cannot <laughs> help but uh, continue to watch it. It's <laughs> referred to as hate watching, I believe that. <laughs> I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yes and there are there are a few shows which uh i can't remember what it was but i posted something recently and somebody commented on facebook to the yeah they tagged their friend in it and going so we hate watching the new series of this <laughs> I like that. yeah um and uh if you had the opportunity oh, i didn't actually ask you uh what are you doing next have you got anything lined up that you can talk about uh, yeah i just finished a scooby-doo direct to video movie um i believe it's called scooby-doo and the red ghost the title was still in flux as we were finishing cool. but that should hopefully be on cartoon network uh boomerang etc shortly um we finished up about mm, two months ago at this point so i'm guessing pretty soon it'll come out and there's a show that's going to be on Hulu called All Night. And that again, uh, that was, it's a show by Awesomeness TV and uh, and Hulu picked it up. Um, so there was 10 episodes of that. And I want to say those are going to start airing shortly also. Cool. Cool. And last question, if you had the opportunity to work on any show, past, present or future, which show would it be? I would love to be involved in the James Bond series at some point. <laughs> <laughs> past present or future <laughs> that's an awesome pick I mean, we've not had that one before i like that <laughs> I, I love those movies ever since i was a kid and i i am there the first weekend every time a new one opens despite whether i love it or hate it <laughs> <laughs> brilliant brilliant so any particular pick for a new bond when daniel craig finally gives it up oh man i don't know um they had they did have someone slated for a little while i think uh i'm i'm kind of open to whatever they want to bring to the table uh, <laughs> i i like when they switch it up um although i have very much enjoyed uh daniel craig's version of of bond yeah so. yeah no he's been very good all right i i shall let you get back to it um i know how busy you're gonna you are today so uh thank you for coming on and spending a little bit of time and uh it's always lovely to catch up it's always fun really appreciated and uh hope it's uh, sooner again before another 18 months <laughs> yeah that'll be good all right talk to you soon 
Cheers. Thanks again. Bye. So that was the interview with Jake Monaco. Hope you really enjoyed that. If you want to find any of the shows, uh, I'm not sure on Beast Cool Scooby Doo. I don't know where that might end up, but Netflix have got Dino Trucks. And uh, if you've got sort of kids, sort of five ish upwards, well worth going to watch Dino Trucks. It's really fun. If you've got younger kids, Stinky and Dirty Show is on Amazon Prime. And again, it really great little show for young kids. So uh, worth going to watch. Next, we've got some highlights for next week on TV. Highlights for next week. We kick off with Smilf which is a new show coming to uh, Sky Atlantic on the 14th of March at 10pm. It's a semi-autobiographical comedy from Frankie Shaw about a 20-something single mother aspiring actress in South Boston. Yes, interesting name for a TV I've show. Actually, um, I've actually heard good things about this, so I'll, I'll be checking that out. Yeah, it it's, seems to have, have gone over fairly well. I uh, I will be checking that out as well. I uh, I think it looks like it could be quite funny. So um, I will We'll be having a look at that. But that's 14th of March on Sky Atlantic at 10pm, that is. The Good Fight is back for a second season. That's on More 4. That's on the 15th of March at 9pm. Last Man Standing, fifth season of that is coming to Five Star on the 16th of March at 7pm. That's the Tim Allen comedy that's been all over the place in the UK. It had three seasons on Sky 1, then was dropped. E4 aired it for a bit, then dropped it, then Five Star picked it up. So uh, this is the first time that the fourth and fifth seasons have been shown. They've already shown the fourth, so this is the fifth season. Uh, It's already cancelled in the US. I can't remember the five or six seasons they did, so there may be one more to come. But uh, yeah, that's on if you uh, fan of Tim Allen you want to go watch that The Durrells is back for a third season that's Keely Hall's historical drama about a family that moves from Bournemouth to the Greek island of Corfu that's on the 18th of March at 8pm you know she just took that gig because it shoots on Corfu and she went to <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah I was just thinking I couldn't tell you what 1930s Bournemouth or Corfu look like <laughs> I've got no idea yeah it's one of those it's one of those gigs that comes up and I'm sure we go well where's it shot Corfu brilliant I'm yeah. in <laughs> yeah why not and then there's a show called gone which is coming to the universal channel on the 19th of march at 9 p.m that's a police procedural stars chris noth uh chris noth was big in sex in the city and he's also been in the good wife as well so if you're a fan of that actor then that might be one to watch i don't know much more about it other than it's a police procedural levin rambling is the other person starring in it who was in gray's anatomy apparently as well so yeah few new things starting this week it's there are a lot more coming as we go through the rest of uh, March and April. It's ridiculous the amount of shows that are airing right now that uh, are well worth watching. So uh, you're not short of choice anyway. Certainly not. Anything else you want to add in? Yeah, while we're on the subject, if you're a big fan of the Bake Off, Dave, uh, they've got Celebrity Bake Off every Tuesday on Channel 4 and it's for a good cause. It's for sport relief. Um, So it's really good. Oh, cool. Yes, I didn't realise that running. To be Um, honest... Last week, Harry Hill was on and uh, if you don't know about Harry Hill, Harry Hill was a doctor before he became a comedian and you can tell he's he's great to watch being himself because you can tell he's a really clever man. Um, Obviously, is just really silly um but yeah it's great it's good to watch interesting interesting i'm a terrible british person i don't think i've ever seen an episode of the bake off <laughs> i am 
<laughs> you know what? Once again, Dave, I am not surprised. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I know how popular it is. I don't know. It's a it's a great show if you like that sort of thing. But it's it's not the sort of thing I tend to watch. There's far too much <laughs> drama for me to get through at the moment. <laughs> Other thing I w- want to mention as well is it's MCM Comic Con in Birmingham this weekend. They've got some really good guests at uh, at Birmingham. I don't know whether there are still tickets out there, but uh, it's well worth going to uh, to pick up tickets if you haven't done already. Uh, Michael Rooker, I know is one of the guests mark shepherd is going to be there who's been in well best known as the king of hell in supernatural but has been in every single sci-fi genre show you can think of uh so there's a couple of guardians of the galaxies people there's uh various gaming people there's people from overwatch and the last of us and all sorts of things so uh there's it's, it's a really good lineup so we'll have lots of videos there i will be there both days i will probably be wearing a geek town t-shirt so so if you're listening to the show come up and say hello and uh, particularly if you're into cosplay because i'll take your photo so uh, so i will be posting lots of cosplay photos on our instagram and uh, there'll be videos of interviews and stuff going up on the youtube i suspect as well depending what who we get access to and stuff we'll have to wait and see but for all the social stuff obviously if you want to get more information throughout the week you can go to geektown.co.uk see the latest air date info if you want to get in touch you can go to podcast at geektown.co.uk you can leave a message on the website post you can find us on twitter at geektown on facebook at facebook.com forward slash geektown on youtube at youtube.com forward slash geektown and on instagram which is geektown uk that's everything we shall see you next week bye 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 Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com.